0: Bonjour, I am Estelle, your host, and this is What's Going On in the Wildlife Side, as part of a bonus of Wildlife Conservation Insights, the podcast dedicated to the connections between wildlife and human beings. Today, this is the third bonus. I will share with you three news. The first news is a fun factoid. Hi, hi, do no speaking using their very long middle finger. This finding has recently been published in the Journal of Zoology. The second news has been recently published in Science and is pretty cool, I think. Canin distance per virus select for mate choice and cut color in wolves. The third news is a microbiome study in a special mustelid, the American marten. Ready? Go! The first news is about the eye eye. This animal is a long fingered lemur part of the infraorder Lemuriformes, endemic to Madagascar. It is a nocturnal lemur about two to three kg, and owns rodent like incisors that perpetually grow. They have six digits on each end, including a pseudotherm that helps them to grip and two extremely long fingers that it uses to find and extract grubs from inside trees. It is currently classified as endangered by the IUCN. Nose-picking Rhaenotylexis is not restricted to humans. Several species of primates are known to pick their nose and inject the nasal. The paper presents the first occurrence of this behavior in an eye eye. This animal inserts its 8 centimeter long finger into its nasal passages and then licks the nasal mucus collected. Mmm, yummy. Using a CT scan, the authors were able to visualize the fingerway. The finger goes in the nasal cavity down into the pharynx which is located to the back of the throat. The reason of this behavior is unknown. It is something almost all of us have done at some point in our lives without knowing why we are doing it. Various hypotheses regarding the role of this behavior exists, such as relieving irritation, gaining nutrition, and supporting the immune system. 11 non-human primate species, including chimpanzees, macaques and gorillas, are also known to pick their nose from time to time. Comparison with other species around the world suggests that animals with the ability to finely manipulate objects tend to be nose-pickers. Capuchins, for instance, stand out from their close relatives by being able to precisely grip objects by moving their fingers independently. What about their conservation? Their forest home is under threats from widespread habitat loss across Madagascar, meaning they are classified as endangered. They are facing persecution and habitat loss in their natural environment. As a result, many eyes are found in zoos and conservation facilities, including one individual called Kaylee, who lives at Duke Lemur Center in North Carolina. Kaylee is the I.I. that inspired this research paper. The next goal of this paper would be to survey researchers to see if they have observed this behavior in the wild, and work with scientists in other disciplines to see if no speaking has a functional role or not. The second news has been recently published in Science, big journal, and is about canine distemper. Canine distemper is a viral disease caused by a RNA virus of the family Paramyxoviridae genus Mobili virus. Canine distemper is a contagious and serious disease. The virus can also be found in wildlife of the order Carnivora with two subclades, the cat-like Feliformia and the dog-like caniformia. Species affected by this virus includes but are not restricted to foxes, wolves, coyotes, raccoons, skunks, mink and ferrets, lions, tigers as well as seals. Puppies and dogs most often become infected through airborne exposure for example sneezing or coughing to the virus from an infected dog or wild animal the virus can also be transmitted by shared food and water bowls and equipment infected dogs can shed the virus for months and mother dogs can pass the virus through the placenta to the puppies Because canine distemper also impacts wildlife population, contact between wild animals and domestic dogs can facilitate the spread of the virus. Canine distemper outbreaks in local raccoon populations can signal increased risk for pet dogs in the area. The research paper found out that black wolves are more likely to survive outbreaks of canine distemper virus CDV, that also Yellowstone National Park wolves prefer to mate with those in the opposite colors in areas where CDV outbreaks happen to improve the fitness of their offspring. CDV outbreaks may explain why black wolves become more common further south in North America. Well, what you have to know uh, beforehand is that coat colour in wolves, Canis lupus, is determined by a gene called CPD-103. This ancestral version of CPD-103 codes for a grey coat, but a genetic mutation that arose in domestic dogs and then crossed into wolves' codes for a black coat color, Wolves inherit two copies of the CPD-103, one from each parent, but only need to inherit one copy of the black variant to have a black coat. The researchers postulated that this gene also plays a role in protecting against respiratory diseases such as canine distemper virus. This is because the DNA region containing the gene also encodes for a protein that plays a role in defending against infections in the lung of mammals. They predicted that having a black coat would be associated with the ability of wolves to survive an infection with CDV. For this study, 12 wolves' population from North America were tested to examine whether the probability of a wolf being black was predicted by the presence of CDV antibodies. If a wolf has CDV antibodies, then it has caught CDV in the past and survived. They found that wolves with CDV antibodies were more likely to be black than grey. They also found that black wolves were more common in areas where CDV outbreaks occurred. The authors found that the frequency of CdV outbreaks generates fluctuating selection that results in heterozygote's advantage that, in turn, affects the frequency of the black allele optimal mating behaviour, and black wolf's climb across the continent. You can find more by having a look at the paper on science. The title of this study is Disease Outbreaks select for mate choice and cut color in wolves. Finally, the third news is a microbiome study in a special mysselie, the American Martin. This study was published in the open access journal PLUS ONE. Human-mediated environmental changes can influence the evolution and ecology of diverse wildlife. Terrestrial carnivores are among the most threatened mammal species on Earth. Threats associated with carnivore population decline are often linked to anthropogenic activities such as deforestation, large-scale agricultural development, Wildlife overexploitation, competition with invasive species introduced by humans, and pre depletion caused by human hunters. We know about the external threats quite well, but little is known about the carnivores' internal environments, such as changes in their gut microbiota. Over the past decades, mammalian microbiome research has provided a suite of integrated tools with exceptional potential to advance our understanding of mammalian ecology and evolution, thereby improving the conservation of diverse species. Modern Armour same as ferrets and minks. A new study finds the microbial ecosystem in the gut of wild marten, Martes americana, that live in relatively pristine natural habitat, is distinct from the gut microbiome of wild marten that live in areas that are more heavily impacted by human activity. More precisely, Wild marten that live in relatively undisturbed environments have more carnivorous diets than martens in human-affected areas. Indirectly, this study points out that researchers can tell how much humans are impacting an area by assessing the gut microbiomes of carnivores that live in that area, which can be done by testing wild animal feces. Pretty. Pretty cool and pretty simple, huh? The finding highlights an emerging tool that will allow researchers and wildlife managers to assess the health of wild ecosystems. For the study, researchers collected gut microbiome data from 21 marten. Sixteen animals were harvested during a legal trapping season. The remaining five were trapped safely and released in the pristine forests of the Huron Mountain Club, which is located in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. This study, as I said, can be found in Plus One, and is entitled "The Gut Microbiome of Wild American Marten in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan." Thanks for listening to what's going on in the wildlife side. You can find more about myself and the show, including our guests, on estelvet.com. If you like it, share it, hit subscribe, and leave us a review. If you have conservation stories you would like to share with us, please don't hesitate to reach out. Bye-bye.